Hello, hello. You're listening to a new episode of A Pastor in His Newspaper, a podcast helping you read the news with the Bible in your hand. My name is Dr. Castro, and uh, I haven't really done a good job of introducing myself. Uh, who am I? Um, I am uh, a pastor here at Central Church here in Memphis, Tennessee. Actually, the better way to say that is in Cairoville, Tennessee, but in the Memphis City area. I am from Cairoville. I uh, went to the University of Tennessee, go Vols, and uh, planted uh, a few churches up in Evansville, Indiana, and uh, God has brought me da- back home just recently, actually, and I've been working here at Central Church, and, uh, and so that's kind of where I am and um, um, where my family is. I have uh, three children and me and my wife, and um, so, but was a poli-sci major at the University of Tennessee, and so I've always enjoyed politics and following the events of the world. I've traveled around the world as well. I think actually around the world in many days, but have traveled uh, to many countries in the world and have just have a, an interest in issues um, while also studying scriptures and, and ministering and being a pastor. So uh, when I preach, uh, a lot of times news articles typically... Uh, somewhat find their way into my sermons. So this is an opportunity for me to, to read uh, the news and to think about things going on in the world and to share those thoughts with you from a Christian perspective. So that's who I am. And uh, we have many things to discuss. There's obviously a war still raging in the nation of Ukraine. So let's not delay and get to reading the news with the Bible in your hand. Um, I'm actually going to start talking about an interesting uh, issue, but has been put before us just recently because of what's going on in Ukraine uh, by the Russians. But an, an article in the Gospel Coalition, uh, their online um, site, Should Christians Worry About Nuclear War by Joe Carter? A very interesting article. Um, and reason why this is something we should talk about is because... Um, as the world is in a crisis right now, while the world rages in a war rages in Ukraine, the the thought that is new to our minds is nuclear war. Um, the Russian President Vladimir Putin recently placed his country's nuclear arsenal, as he called it, on special combat duty regiment. Um, so basically, uh, over the last uh, week ago, um, Putin had come out and said that. Um, He is putting his nuclear weapons on high alert, basically telling the world that he has them and he is prepared to use nuclear weapons to conquer Ukraine if he must. Um, And so that was that definitely set uh, a lot of um, red flags uh, up uh, that he he threw out the nuclear weapon uh, word. And uh, so he has threatened to use nuclear weapons on others if they intervene or assist Ukraine militarily. So how concerned should we be of nuclear war? Uh, during the Cold War era, obviously, the anxiety of nuclear war was felt among many families in America. The, wor- the worry was quite high during the Cuban Missile Crisis and uh, during um, Kennedy's administration in the early 1960s. But uh, th- this concern waned after the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991. Uh, very, there was no concern or thoughts of nuclear war when the Soviet Union had fallen in 1991. However, now the anxiety of nuclear war has returned. Not only has Russian threats and aggression caused this rise in nuclear anxiety, but also the North Koreans as well, 
Recent reports say that the North Koreans have tested new ICBMs. These new intercontinental ballistic missiles have the capacity to reach parts of the United States and other of our allies. Former State Department official on non-proliferation proliferation said that these missiles are much larger and carry a larger payload. These coming out of North Korea. With these ongoing threats from Russian and North Korea, should we be fearful of nuclear war? According to Joe Carter in his article, depending on the context, he says, anxiety may be one of four types. One, a God-given emotional response for our benefit, a, a disorder of a physiological response that is not sinful. Number three, a natural consequence of sin. Or four, a sinful response to God's uh, providential care. Anxiety and fear are closely related, Joe Carlos said, because they're similar emotions working on different time frames. Fear is an emotional response to a real or perceived immediate threat. Anxiety is a is an emotional response to a real or perceived future threat. So fear is a physiological and or emotional warning system that alerts us to danger right now. Why anxiety is a is a warning system of impending danger. So nuclear anxiety doesn't fit the category of something that is immediate. It's not like the missiles in the air right now and we are fearing for our lives and hiding under a table. Nor is nuclear war something that is an impending future threat. Now, during the Cuban Missile Crisis, this did seem like an impending future threat. I mean, uh, the Russians had put nuclear weapons in Cuba, 90 miles off the coast of Florida. And that was seen as a impending potential future threat. But right now, no, nuclear war is not a consequence. Uh, it's also not a consequence of your individual sin. So the only anxiety that you may have from potential nuclear war is a simple response to God's providential care. You that didn't do something that then caused this this threat or this anxiety to be put upon you. So it's not something that, as he says in number three, it's not a natural consequence of sin. So if you are fearful of nuclear war, if it is an anxiety that you have, it is a sinful response to God's providential care. Since the threat of nuclear war is not immediate and imminent, that's not a rational fear. Most instances of persistent nuclear anxiety appear to fall into the category of a sinful response to God's providential care. This is an anxiety that results because we have a lack of trust in God or in his sovereignty over the world or our lives. It's also not within our power to prevent or reduce the likelihood of nuclear war then it is an issue that God doesn't want us to be anxious about, but trust him. And I believe we can say that about many things that are happening in our nation today, that we do not have the power to prevent or reduce the likelihood of the things that are going on. Then it's an issue that God doesn't want you or me to be anxious about, but to trust him. And so you may be thinking, I want Matt or Dr. Hester, whatever you want to call me. I don't fear nuclear war. I doubt that that's probably going to happen. I doubt that that our cities are, will be destroyed by a nuclear missile from North Korea or from China or from Russia. 
But I do think there are other things that are happening right now that are things that we're being uh, neg- negatively affected that I think we do have anxiety about. And this was mentioned, and this has been a growing issue over the last, definitely over the last this, this week. Um, but an article in the Wall Street Journal this morning, inflation hits new 40-year high of 7.9% by Gabrielle Rubin. Most things, it seems, are becoming more expensive, from gas to food to cars to housing. Everything is going up in price due to inflation. Reports out today have inflation at a 40-year high at 7.9%. Gas prices have increased by 38% since March of 2021. Since Wednesday, the average price for a gallon of regular unleaded gasoline in the United States was $4.25, which is a record high. The prices in the United States for gas in the United States have never been that high. It is up 78 cents since February, since last month, and it's a dollar forty-six more since last year, according to AAA. In San Francisco Bay Area, the average price for a gallon of gasoline is five dollars and seventy-five cents, which is the highest of any metro area in the country. And was also mentioned in this a similar article that in one area of California, in this rural area of California, that a gallon of gas is up to $8. $8. Not only gas, but food is up 8.6% from last year. The price at a restaurant, so if you went to a restaurant today to, to buy dinner with your wife or with your family or with a friend, it's up 6.8% since last year. New cars are up 12.4% from last year. And used cars, this is this is crazy, used cars, are up 41.2%. So when you drive by a, a car lot right now, there's hardly any cars on the lot. There's no used cars. There's very few used cars, and, and the prices are, are really high. The continued war in Ukraine and the sanctions on Russia by the West will continue to cause prices to rise even higher in the coming months. Obviously, gas prices will continue to rise due to the, due to the sanctions, and several other materials ranging from metals for cars and appliances and fertilizer for food production have been and will continue to be impacted from the sanctions placed on Russia. In Greg Ipe's article, War Fans the Flames of Global Inflation, he presented three reasons for how war fuels higher prices. Number one, military needs on top of civilian demand strains the economy's productive capacity. Number two, embargo embargoes and sanctions and fighting disrupts supply chain chains. And number three, governments often finance war by printing money or keeping interest rates low, which calls, causes inflation. The war in Ukraine is causing the United States and other nations to increase military spending, actually. Even nations like Germany, who haven't spent hardly any money since World War II, are now spending more money on defense because of the, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And also, the growing threat of China and its and its investment in military is causing the United States, causing Germany, causing other countries to increase their investment in defense, which causes metals and other materials that would have gone to civilian use is now being used for military use, which is seen as a top priority in most countries. So this is impacting the production capacity for civilian needs. The sanctions on Russia has most definitely affected the supply chain and war in the Ukraine itself has affected wheat supply globally. So not only is the sanctions on Russia affected gas and, and metals and 
and other materials that the Russian uh, nation sells and, and exports to the world. But even things that are coming out of Ukraine, and you now the Ukraine is not being sanctioned by the West, but Russia is shooting missiles at factories and other places so workers can't go and work and things can't can be produced and ukraine is actually a large uh wheat producing country and so that wheat supply is not being placed on the on the on the global market which is causing prices to go up because supply is down but dem- demand hasn't changed Globaliza- globalization is unraveling in front of our eyes from this war in eastern europe which is affecting our daily lives i mean i live in memphis tennessee it's f- hours upon hours upon hours flight from here to the Ukraine. But yet my life is being affected. Your life is being affected by what's happening. You didn't make this choice. You didn't choose to invade Ukraine. It was not something you did. You're not to blame for the prices, but you are being affected negatively by what's happening in Ukraine. And for, for because of that, we can be full of anxiety or fear because of increasing prices at the at the pump and increasing prices at the grocery store and increasing pr- prices at the restaurant. Even housing prices are, have gone up, obviously, um, you know, because of supply chain, chain issues. It's caused raw material to be more expensive than for new homes and new buildings and new other housing projects are more expensive. So rent has gone up. Um, I also saw that if you were to stay at a hotel, that the prices for, for hotels are up 21 plus percent right now. So as I stated before, we have no power to prevent or reduce rapid inflation. Like we we can't prevent gas from going down or up. And I guess if we all wanted to join together, if million, thousands upon thousands of us wanted to stop driving our cars, therefore causing the demand to go down, then maybe, yes, the price could potentially go down. But we can't on our own affect and reduce and prevent the high inflation that's happening that's causing us to, to have to spend more more money on things that we have to buy on a regular basis we did nothing to bring higher prices at the pump upon ourselves and we have little course to solve it so the response or the application here is we have to trust god we have to trust in his providence and when we're full of anxiety, either because of a nuclear war or full of anxiety because of inflation, what we're saying is, is that we don't trust God. We don't trust in his power. We don't trust in his wisdom. We don't trust in his providential care. And that's a sin. If you're a Christian and you're listening to this today and you're full of anxiety because of prices and these type of things, you do not trust God in this situation. And I want to present um, a similar a similar issue, you know, uh, uh, the issue with the disciples, they were um, on the boat with Jesus and he had fallen asleep and uh, there was a storm that, that happened on the Sea of Galilee. And, and uh, Mark chapter 4, uh, 35, it says, On that day when evening had come, he, Jesus said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, uh, they took Jesus, the disciples took Jesus with them in the boat. And just as he was, and other boats were with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care what we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? 
And they were filled, filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So you have this great storm and, and the disciples and Jesus got into this boat. They were going to the other side of Galilee. And um, and so they leave this crowd. They, they go and, and he had been teaching all day. And so he falls asleep because uh, Jesus, well, yes, he is God. He is also human. And so after teaching all day, he's exhausted. He's tired. He, he sleeps. And on the Sea of Galilee, this is in Palestine area and, and north of Jerusalem. And the way that it, the, the, the geography is with the Sea of Galilee, there's just these pretty steep um, kind of cliffs that are about 2,000 feet high from the water. And, um, and so it, it, tendly, it tends to have these massive storms that are kind of suddenly erupt on the Sea of Galilee. And, and so these waves, just mat, these waves were breaking into the boat uh, and they were constantly breaking uh, in these small fishing boats that the disciples used. And um, if you've seen the movie Perfect Storm, uh, the movie with Mark Wahlberg and George Clooney, you, the, the massive winds and these massive waves that, that erupted in 91 off the coast of Massachusetts. And, and, um, and so this massive storm um, kind of happens. And this is a pretty big storm that these seasoned fishermen on this, fishermen on this sea are full of fear. And this must have been a pretty historic uh, storm that just suddenly erupted. And they are immediately in danger. They're, the water's constantly coming into the boat. They're afraid they're gonna they're gonna drown. That the boat's gonna capsize, and the the boat is being filled with water. And Jesus is just asleep at the stern of the boat. And this has become a pretty big problem. And they're afraid for their lives. They're full of anxiety. They're full of fear. And they have reasons to be afraid. There's an immediate danger. They believe that they are about to die. But yet, Jesus, the Son of God, is with them. I mean, he's with them. We think of a similar story in the book of Jonah where there's a massive storm and, and Jonah, obviously the prophet of God, had hidden himself from God and he goes on this boat to, to get away from God, to, to escape from God, to run away from God. And, and the mariners, the, the sailors of this boat, in a similar situation, are afraid that they're going to die, right? And so when you have a storm in the Bible where the, the sailors, these seasoned sailors, these seasoned fishermen who are very, who are experienced on the water are afraid, then you realize that the situation is pretty, pretty grave. But there's a certain this need of serenity. The disciples should have been more calm because Jesus was with them, Right? Obviously, Jesus had told them where he came from, that he was the, that he was the Son of God, who his Father was. And so by definition, or the inference of this, they should have been more at ease, even in this storm, because Jesus was with them. And so they're afraid, they're fearful for their lives. So they wake him up, and, and basically they, they kind of scream at him and shout at him, do you not care about us? Do you not care that we perish? They they basically have no confidence in him. They they believe that he ha, is completely. They are completely at the mercy of this waves of these of these of this of the storm, and so they're paralyzed by fear. They have no confidence in Christ. 
they kind of act as if they're kind of these helpless characters in these disaster movies that there's just they're at the mercy of the storm and they had forgotten that God is in control I mean the son of God is with them the events that surround them the results of the the events are not outside of God's control they're not outside Christ's control and even when we think about the events that are happening around us right now, these are in the control of God. The events that surround us and the results of these events are, out, are outside of our control, but and we may be right, greatly affected by what's happening. However, we must trust God's providential care in the midst of these events, in the midst of these consequences. So Jesus is awoken. He, he rebukes the wind peace immediately happens the wind stops God through Christ controls the wind controls the sea God Christ being the son of God the creator of all things creator of the waves creator of the sea controls and tames the storm he says be still these experienced fishermen who are again experts on this water, full of fear by the storm, Jesus immediately calms. By the power of the words of Christ, they are calm. A great calm. The water completely and the waves stop and, and the waves are cease and the, the Sea of Galilee is at peace. And so, again, using this story, why are we such? Why are we so afraid? Have we still no faith, like the disciples did? Has is isn't Christ with us? Isn't aren't we, as as Christians, those who have been adopted into God's family, are we not protected and cared for by our Father? We don't have the divine perspective, do we? That God is in control. He's even in control of the actions in the nation of Ukraine. God is in control over the wind and the waves here in the story of Mark 4. God is in control over government sanctions, government decisions. God is in control of economic prices and the forces that affect gasoline prices. And the serenity that is rooted in the loving care and power of God must wash over you today and into the future. There's no need to fear when you are in the presence of the one who owns the wind and the waves, who has authority over every governmental power or force or institution. We have to trust in the sovereignty of God. I mean, it's 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 understandable that you're afraid. It's understandable that you're full of, of anxiety. We fear what's happening right now, we fear what's coming what might may may come. But we have to be strengthened. We have to be encouraged that we are children of the master of all things and that he has power over all things. And I think it's interesting how the disciples respond here to Jesus after he has calmed the storm. It says they are filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey? They're no longer afraid of nature. They're afraid of Christ. And that's where our 
our fear should be. We should fear God because he has power over everything. He has power over governments. He has power over nature because he's the creator of all things. He's the one that anoints. He's the one that that seats. We think about who Jesus is, that he is the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the creator of all things and we are adopted. We are a part of his church. We have to trust in God, knowing that the gates of hell will not prevail over God's people. The Bible says in Romans 8, 37, know in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are conquerors in Christ. Now we physically will not, we cannot prevent, we cannot reduce, we cannot cause calm to gasoline prices or food prices. We can't go over to Moscow and and negotiate peace or ceasefire. We cannot cause all the tanks and airplanes and missiles coming out of Russia to go away. We cannot do that. I, we do not have the power to do so. But we are children of the one who has power over all things. And so in this situation... God does not want you to be anxious. He will provide. He will take care. Through his perfect wisdom, through his perfect power, he will initiate and accomplish his will. And there's nothing we can do to stop it. There's nothing we can do uh, to to prevent it. There's nothing we can do uh, to, to even help God in any way to do this. We simply have to trust. We have simply have to be ones who trust in his sovereignty over our lives, knowing that he will provide what we need. So I want to just encourage you with that. There's a lot of bad news in the newspaper. There's a lot of bad news. Higher gas prices, higher food prices, war in Ukraine. I mean, stories out of this week is is Russians have have um, dropped a bomb on a maternity home. They've, they've actually today um, uh, shot a missile at a disabled people a disabled home meaning a homes where disabled people live i mean they have they're 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 sending uh soldiers to shoot on civilians trying to get out i mean they they have not um everyone is is a is a is a soldier in their mind everyone is a military everything's a military target in their mind and there's a lot of bad news in the newspaper right now there's a lot of bad news on fox news or cnn whatever you watch we, we can't be full of anxiety and response because by being full of anxiety, we're not trusting in the providential care of God for us. And these things are happening. We don't know why, but they are. Some of it is because sinful people do sinful things. And some of it is because God is doing it for his greater glory and for his greater reasons and will. And again, we cannot reduce what's happening we cannot prevent what's happening and therefore god wants us to trust him in this and so i want to encourage you my my brothers and sisters who are listening to this to trust god right now trust him put your cares on him pray that he would give you strength in the midst of what's going on rely on one another if there's a way because gas prices are so high carpool with a with a with a fellow brother or sister in christ maybe they can y'all can share gas price uh, gas um you can share the kind of the, the finances of gas. Maybe you can join with one another and eat 
together and, and share grocery calls. Do, do try to think of ways that you can rely on one another to get through all this. And this is going to continue to happen. The United States is continuing to, to sanction Russia. Um, prices will continue to rise. It doesn't seem like there's really much of a, a, a potential date when any, any expert think that this is going to start leveling out. Um, this may be the new normal where prices continue to rise up to a certain maximum point. And, and so we may have to start getting used to high grass prices right now. We may have to get, start getting used to high prices at the grocery store. And, and so, uh, that's just going to be the new, the new season that we're in. And, and so I want to just encourage you, um, to not be afraid, not to be full of anxiety, but to trust in God, trust in the one who has the cattle on a thousand hills, trust in the one who is the master over all things, trust in the one who is King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the creator of all things and the master over all things. Trust in him. He's your father. He's your Lord. He will provide your daily needs. That's what Jesus even models in his in the prayer. Lord, give us our daily our daily bread. Like Lord, provide our needs. Take care of us, Lord. And if there's ways that we need to, to be wise with our money, there's ways that we need to be wise with things that we spend, then God lead us to do make those decisions. Help us to do those different things. So those are just some encouragements to you uh, right now. This has been um a pastor in his new newspaper. Thanks so much for listening. Um, if you enjoyed what you listened to, share this podcast on your social media channels. I would appreciate it. I will be back next week with a new episode of A Pastor in His Newspaper, helping you read the news with your Bible in your hand. Be blessed.